0: Welcome to the Deep Change Podcast, where we explore the future of human potential through psychology, brain tech, and pushing the boundaries of neuroplasticity. I'm your host, James Garrett, and today we have the honor of having Alex Doman on the show. Alex is an author, entrepreneur, and product creator who has 25 years of experience in brain health, neurotechnology, and the therapeutic music markets. He's the third generation in a family of pioneers dedicated to improving brain performance and is the co-founder of Vital Neuro, founder and CEO of Advanced Brain Technologies, founder and chief scientist of Sleep Genius, and best-selling co-author of Healing at the Speed of Sound. He's a regular keynote speaker and was named one of the top 50 human behavior experts to watch. He's been interviewed on NBC, CBS, ABC, MSNBC, Today, NPR, The Wall Street Journal, Fast Company, ESPN, and TEDx. Alex, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, James. Good to see you.
0: Yeah, likewise. So this is going to be fun. I'm I'm so excited about this. Uh, Alex and I met, what was it, a little nine months ago, maybe? Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Uh through a mutual friend, and I've been just super intrigued by what Alex is doing and what their team is doing um, with vital neuro and uh so we want to dive into that today and uh one of the one of the first places to start, I think Alex is um why stress reduction I know vital neuro is is tackling stress reduction. Why do you guys see that as such a big problem?
1: Well, you know we started. Vital Neuro is a brain health and wellness company, and we want to make a massive impact in the area where we're really struggling as a society is with this systemic stress uh, that so many people are experiencing. And in fact, the World Health Organization has stated that this is a international health epidemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think we all feel the effects of stress from time to time, but in our very kind of Fast paced, uh, technologically advanced world uh, that we have more coming at us than we ever did. And we're losing some of our resilience. And that loss of resilience is uh, impacting many facets of our life. And it's a problem uh, that we really need to solve. And we believe we've got an important solution for it.
0: Mm. So, in your kind of diagnosis of the problem of stress, is stress for you in the way you see it one of these root causes lot of a lot of other problems that we see as symptoms?
1: Uh, it, it's a good question. You know, if we look at a number of things, so if we look at major disease, if we look at immune system dysfunction, if we look at sleep disorders um, and burnout, and any host of health social um relational issues mm. that stress is a common denominator so you really look at stress and sleep as the foundation of our well-being and if either are off and by the way they're interrelated um, mm. when our stress levels are elevated um, we suffer sleep issues and when we have sleep issues, our stress levels are elevated. So ultimately it goes into you know, something you're very familiar with, James, which is self-regulation and we're having a difficulty self-regulating the way that we should, uh, in response to everything that we have going on. So absolutely I see it as a, and we see it as a team, as, as a route to many, many of the challenges that we're faced with today. It's
0: fascinating fascinating i actually have on my on my desk right now a book by fred Luskin called stress free for good and uh and um robert sapolsky's classic why zebras don't get ulcers um uh, partly because i'm thinking a lot about stress myself yeah you know um it's it's strange because it, it becomes very clear to me that i'm kind of the worst version of myself when i'm stressed uh not in a little way but in a big way it's like always the the kind of common denominator you know when i'm in the, when I'm taking the low road whether it's in my relationships or whether it's um, you know well I'm driving or whatever it is almost always I'm elevated right almost always my body's in sort of this fight or flight state and that what's so fascinating is that uh uh it, 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 it's like never not the case right when whenever whenever I'm calm or I'm sort of cool and I'm chill. I'm just I'm just a better version of me.
1: It's funny. It's an analogy uh, that I also use. So, you know, much of what you describe James right being kind of the worst version of yourself. We're the worst version of ourselves when we're our autonomic nervous system is in a sympathetic response. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, and our fuse gets shorter, our memory is impacted, our focus, our cognition, um, uh, we become more emotional, we become more reactive, and it's when we can kick into that parasympathetic balance that we begin to tap into that best version. Uh, of self. And I think that's what many of us are lacking. We're in this sympathetic overdrive Mm -hmm. and parasympathetic system, you know, which is the break and the sympathetic is the accelerator. We're go, 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 go. And we need to break a bit and we need to rest and we need to recover. And that's very much, um, you know, what we're focused on with vital is that rest, that recovery, creating homeostasis, a state of equilibrium uh, that we can rely and count on and call on, and get, us, get ourselves to a point when we have stress resilience that we're not as prone to go into that sympathetic mode unless we need to respond to a threat, and that's what that sympathetic response really is, that fight-or-flight response uh, that you mentioned. Uh, we're just not getting to rest and recovery.
0: Mm. It almost feels like our bodies are constantly under threat, even though they're not.
1: Well, it, it's an interesting statement. Um, Dr. Stephen Porges, who's a uh, psychologist I have great respect for in his work, he calls that a false neuroception. That mm. we have this false sense that we're unsafe, even though we're in a safe environment. And I think in part it's because we have created new stressors. Uh, we have created things that overtly um, aren't unsafe, but inherently are unsafe. And we're beginning to discover that, you know, through the things we're being exposed to in our media, uh, our technology use, um, you know, exposure to things in our environment that we've created that didn't exist uh, before you know, um, the technological revolution or the industrial revolution. Mm. So we've had a lot of environmental change and things that weren't threats or stressors we've created and, you know, are experiencing more and more of. Gosh, fascinating. Fascinating.
0: Yeah, it, it sort of feels like the we, we keep dialing uh, the speed and pace of life faster and faster and faster, and yet we've got the same operating system to manage that intensity and so the net result of that kind of naturally is increased stress because stress is the inability to handle the demands that are being placed on us right yeah,
1: yeah.
0: gosh wow all right let's get into so you mentioned what you're doing with vital um it's a fascinating technology um i uh, i've used it myself um, in fact, I'm using it right now as part of the deep change project. So I, again, for me, January and February, I'm really trying to reduce my stress. So Alex is, has graciously allowed me to use their prototype. It's still not on the, on the market. It's, it's not out there, but, but, uh, but I'm, I'm again, lucky enough to be using it right now. So I've had a few experiences with it. Um, for me, it's, it's, it's a, it, you know, it feels like taking my brain to the spa. That's like the best way I can describe it. It's not, you know, I had somebody in my Facebook group mentioned that, uh, you know, meditation feels a bit like taking your brain to the gym, right? And I love that distinction where, and and that's kind of what it feels like. Meditation is, 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 it's a little bit of, it's effortful, right? And there's nothing wrong with it. I always feel great when I meditate and I meditate every day. But with vitals technology, it feels like, I'm put. I'm putting on the headset. I'm doing the thing, you know. I'm listening to the music, and I don't have to engage. It's like it just does all the work for me. And I, after 15 minutes, I come out feeling totally zenned out. So tell me how that happens.
1: Um, that's that's a great description. By the way, uh, I I happened to see that video and shared it with my partners, and uh, we love it. And that's very much the experience, right? Uh, I I know that you've had a a meditation practice, uh, James, and and as millions and millions of people do, and the idea of mindful meditation and guided meditation uh, has really kind of come into its own Uh, in in very recent years and meditation you know guided by apps and other things Mm -hmm. Uh, but meditation is like going to the gym Uh, it is work it is a discipline it is a technique Uh, it is a skill that has developed over time that not everyone can master and the idea with vital is that we want to give you that experience that you get in a meditative state when you're trying to achieve focus or relaxation or stress relief. And what we're really looking for is a um, relaxed alertness state, uh, which is really an optimal state for performance and function in in our day-to-day life. Hmm. And what we're really doing with Vital is it's neuro-guided meditation. And what do I mean by that? So the vital technology is a system, a closed loop system that involves a mobile application, um, a cloud-based platform, and wireless headphones. And the wireless headphones have uh, our own proprietary dry EEG sensors within them, mm. uh, You put on the headphone mm. and the sensors are picking up brain activity, uh, brainwave activity sending that wirelessly to the mobile app, uh, where we're processing that signal, uh, sending it to our cloud-based platform, and there are AI, artificial intelligence, and algorithms, and machine learning, is analyzing that brain activity, and then feeding the brain uh, input to help guide it to a state of that relaxed alertness um, Mm. that we want to achieve. Now, how does it do that? As your brain, brain activity is being monitored, we are playing music that has been specifically proven, evidence-based music, that is proven to uh, reduce stress and burnout. So that music is in training the brain to a state of relaxation. It's specifically composed and recorded to do that in 15 minutes or 20 minutes, depending on the particular protocol that you're doing. And while you're listening to that, and your brain waves are being monitored in real time, we're looking for a unique signature in your brain activity, James. And that unique signature then tells us what the brain is gonna be most responsive to in order to help facilitate your relaxation. Mm -hmm. So then the machine learning system is then delivering specifically designed sound to your unique brainwave activity mm. is gonna be optimized for your relaxation state. So when your brain is getting relaxed, um, a guide sound will play signaling that you're relaxed and that tells your brain to keep doing that thing. Now as you know as you've done it, you don't consciously have to do anything. You just right. let the music right. Right. And the vital neural do the work. Right. Uh, in fact, if you try to relax yourself, that's not gonna be effective. Um, You're gonna be less relaxed. So you just need to let go, let the music do its work, uh, let the technology do its work, and those guide sounds will then guide you into into a relaxation state. And if you go out of that relaxation state, the guide sounds stop. So the entraining music for stress relief continues to play, but the guide sounds go in and out depending on whether you're in a relaxed response. Or not so the experience for you uh, as the user is quite simple you're listening to very relaxing music mm. that's training you to uh, reduce your stress reading the brain activity and feeding you very pleasant guide sounds to take you into a, a, a deeper state what's happening in the background in order to achieve all that is uh, where it gets complicated
0: right right Fascinating. So from the user experience perspective, it kind of feels like you're just listening to some really nice soothing music. So so it's just like a pleasant 15 minutes of of kind of a music meditation. That's kind of how I I think of it. And then, but what's actually happening is way more sophisticated. If I'm understanding right, so you've got, you've got the the first thing is sort of like it's the, the the actual EEG sensor. When I, and I know what you're talking about again because I've used it um, is actually measuring my unique neural fingerprint, something that's unique to just me. Right. And then in real time, it's it's sensing where my brain is going to be the most relaxed, and then it's gonna it's 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 using. Uh, additional sound tones, as you call them, uh, to to sort of, you mentioned the word entrainment. T- tell us more about that, because I think that's what's actually happening to actually do the relaxing. Am I right about that?
1: All right. So if we, we think of entrainment, entrainment occurs when um, one rhythm influences another rhythm. And we've all experienced this, for example, James, when we're walking down the street with somebody with a <laughs> maybe with a partner, Mm. that you will begin to walk in lockstep. One rhythm will entrain the other rhythm, and you'll be in sync together. And you Mm. see these phenomenon throughout uh, nature as well. So what's happening is that we're entraining a rhythm. So the music that you're listening to, the bed of sound, uh, which is the specially composed music, is designed to entrain a certain brainwave state, a range of brainwave activity that is known um, to facilitate relaxation and to lower stress. So that is the driver. Then as we're reading that brain activity in real time, then an additional um, level of brainwave activity is then being introduced through sound in order to facilitate uh, a deeper level of entrainment in, in response to what's happening in that loop. So it's really happening on two levels, in the base sound bed, and mm-hmm. then with the personal signature sound that's based on your brainwave activity that's really the stronger entrainment driver. Mm. You know, and, and simply put, for people that are familiar uh, you know, with neurofeedback, this is a form of mobile neurofeedback. Uh, but with very unique uh, algorithms and protocols and really audio-based. Um, so the magic happens in the arrangement and the composition and the recording of the sound itself and then what's happening in the processing within the mobile app and the cloud to um, you know, really facilitate that deep relaxed state. Fascinating,
0: fascinating. So the brain, when those, when those sounds come in and out if I'm understanding right from our previous conversations, it sounds to me like the brain experiences when those sounds come in as a reward.
1: Exactly. So those, um, and it's a classic conditioning model, right? So the brain is getting rewarded for doing the right thing. Um, Mm. Okay, we're relaxing. I'm going to give you more of this pleasing sound so that you keep brain doing what you're supposed to do. Mm. And when you stop, we don't punish you. What we do is we simply take the reward away, right? And then the brain is driving back for that reward. Now, this is a very familiar loop. Um, This is the dopamine reward network that we're Mm -hmm. very familiar with. Now, generally that dopamine reward network is fed through sugar, carbohydrates, Mm. um, caffeine, alcohol, drugs, and other things. And and Facebook
0: likes. And and, and Facebook (laughs) likes, um,
1: which which is very, very real. Uh, We look for those little red icons, right? And they give us more icons, so we have more things to give us dopamine reward experiences, and we keep coming back for more. Well, we're working with that same network, but rather than using what we'll call Negative stimulus, we're using a positive stimulus to reward the brain so that it keeps doing more of that so it can learn how to rest and relax.
0: Oh, gosh, I love it. I love it because, you know, we live in a dopamine economy. You know, most of our technology has been designed to sort of hijack our attention. And uh, Nicholas Carr said it best. He said, it hijacks our attention, it seizes our attention only to scatter it. And in many ways, the internet is designed to kind of scramble our brains in a sense because it's sort of in those half depleted, half brain fog states that we just sort of mindlessly kind of zombie-like just sit there and stay on that platform, whatever it is, Facebook or or any of the rest. And so it's fascinating to hear you describe that same network, the dopamine reward system and, and use it for things that genuinely help us, that genuinely move the needle on improving my, my brain, my body, and making me a better version of myself. Yeah. I love that.
1: And, and I think what's you know, also important to note, when the brain, as you know, James, learns through repetition because of neuroplasticity. And it's training with rewards, training with rewards. Uh, We get results, we do more, and we build a stronger pathway, a stronger network for that particular skill, for example. So with Vital, we're using a neuroplasticity-based model in which we do train with a certain frequency, intensity, and duration. So we're doing 15 to 20-minute sessions once a day, um, typically recommended at five days a week. And over time, that network is reinforced with this positive feedback. And then we can learn to, and, and learn is an interesting word. subconsciously so learn, mm. call on that system with automaticity when we need it. Um, so it's not a conscious choice. The brain should automatically rest and recover in response to a stressful event. Event And that's what we witness and improve resilience. So when we have stress resilience, we respond to stress, we respond to stressful events um, with a correct parasympathetic response with automaticity without having to think consciously, oh, I really need to stop this behavior in response to what's happening. We just naturally have a longer fuse, we're calmer, we're more rational, and we can deal with the situation that's at hand.
0: Wow. I love, I love that you're going into the space of habits and automaticity because, you know, I, I actually was at the transformational technology conference, the biggest brain tech or neurotech conference of the, of the year uh, in, in uh, Silicon Valley last November. And um, I was talking with a venture capitalist about the space of brain tech. And I said, uh, you know, what blind spots do you see? Like what, what are the founders who are, who are building these awesome companies um, not seeing that you can see, like help me understand your perspective. And she goes, well, I don't necessarily know if the problems the entire space is solving are the biggest problems. are they're there, are there, are there sort of have to solve problems, I think is what she described it as. And I said, "Okay, well what is a what have to solve problem for you?" And, and the first thing she said was mental illness, and I thought that was very fascinating. Right, and again, speaking of stress, we know that stress is root cause for many of the symptoms of mental illness, whether it's anxiety or depression or, or, or any, a lot of the others, um, um, stress is uh, intimately related with those types of problems. But the other thing, she immediately followed up and I said, I said what else? What, what, other, what other ones would you feel are investable? And she said, the other is behavior change. If we could crack the code on behavior change, that would be worth investing in. And I thought, and I actually said to her, I said, I think we can crack that one. (laughs) I think we know enough with enough brains, enough resources and enough, you know, energy going towards solving that problem. Like we know a lot about how habits and and behavior change happens. Um, So it's fascinating to hear you talk about the the conditioning, making it automatic. In some sense, you're kind of hitting, you're doing a one-two punch on, on her concerns or, or sort of what she was describing as the biggest problems of the, of the, of the ecosystem, uh, because, because you're, you're kind of, you know, you're hitting two birds with one stone with that.
1: Well, I, and I think she's right on, right. Um, we have such an epidemic of mental health disorders, uh, especially, uh, in our younger generations. And that's only increasing. And again, we see, um, just the amount of information, and the amount of garbage information um, that we're inundated with. And as a father of 23, 19, and nine-year-old boys, it's different mm-hmm. for all of them. Um, but I know how much they're taking in, and it's very different than what I took in. Right. Uh, at their ages, right, and what right. I was exposed to. So it's a, it's a very different world, and I think much of what we are seeing societally is an adaptation to our environment Uh, but i think of much of that is maladaptive Mm. you know we we need tools so that we don't continue to um adapt in an adverse way to the challenges that are in front of us and and i think it's a balance and you bring forward that behavioral change you know an aspect that um, you've not yet experienced and vital but as part of what the commercial program will have is right now you're doing really the distress training sessions um, but belt, built within the program is psychoeducational material and cognitive cognitive behavioral training uh, CBT so that we can really work on that behavioral change while also working on the fundamental neurological processes Uh, And it's the combination of the two, of awareness and of education and learning practices in order to um, really be the best version of ourselves, in addition to, um, you know, reworking, you know, working with the software uh, and the hardware that we have uh, in our heads. Right, right.
0: Yeah. You know, the, so many parents I talk to have these concerns about anxiety, you know, the sort of performance anxiety kids have and the, you know, the, the kind of obsession with testing and, and all these, you know, we we didn't see as you're describing, um, I, I'm somewhere in the middle, I'm 38 years old. So I'm technically, uh, I don't know what they call me. I think they call me an Xennial or something, right? Between Gen Xers and Millennials. Uh, but I was born in 1980 and I I feel the same way I didn't I don't feel like we saw the same level and intensity of, of mental health issues that we see today and again one of the biggest root causes of that is of course anxiety which is rooted in stress and and again not feeling like we have the resources whether that's you know you mentioned stress resilience right it, it's sort of all about Manage. It's about effective coping strategies, and if you don't have effective coping coping strategies, you turn to ineffective coping strategies. Whether that's you know <laughs> drugs or alcohol or or, or sugar or, or you know any any other uh, uh, numbing out, you know mindlessly numbing out on technology. All of these things are kind of um, deadening, numbing uh, strategies that you can actually achieve the same types of. You can have the same kind, I think of aggregate of the difference between going to, you know getting really stressed out and then going to exercise to reduce that stress versus um, you know vegging out in front of the TV or whatever, right? or, 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 or serving Facebook or just turn, again just numbing out, right? people understand that what I'm saying. Yeah. And exercise is what your body's asking you to do. you get stressed out, your body wants you to go for a run, right? And in the same thing with vital like it 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 has this capacity to create i see it as like a reservoir of stress resilience, which uh, I just find to be an incredibly powerful idea
1: well i mean it's uh, it, it it's timely um, this mm-hmm. the time has really come for these kind of solutions, and you know part of what has prepared us for this is that we have for the past several years um, you know, through digital technologies, digital health, mobile health products, there's been a lot of tracking, right? So uh, I know you're wearing an aura ring and you're, you're tracking all sorts of data mm-hmm. uh, about yourself and learning about yourself in a quanti- quanti- quantified self mm-hmm. um, mode. Um, we have sleep trackers, we have stress trackers, we use MyFitnessPal, um to track our weight and our caloric intake and you know our calories burned and there's a lot of tracking activity happening and i think that you know often people are initially very fascinated with what they're learning about themselves but then there's now what Mm. what do i do with this information and what's happening with vital going back to the neuroguided meditation is we're tracking your brain activity in real time and we're providing an immediate now what? Mm. Okay. Immediately taking that data that we're tracking and then providing a response to that data to facilitate a change. And, um, as which, we get, which to is the neurofeedback it's, it's feedback.
0: dynamic. So it's learning in real time. It's sensitive to what's right. actually happening instead of being static,
1: right? Like meditation. Uh, when, when you're meditating and you're trying to tune into where you are, right? Where am I now? Am, am I in that state? Uh, Vital gives your brain a mirror to watch itself. Mm. And it watches itself and it knows exactly where it is. Hmm. And it's guided to where it needs to go.
0: Yeah, this stuff is you know anybody listening, you can tell how game changing these types of technologies are going to be, uh, because we just haven't seen anything like this. You know, we've had EEG for a, for a long time in the labs and in clinics. Um, we've had kind of you know basic neurofeedback uh, in in labs, which is is fairly you know rudimentary in the, in its in the in how kind of unsophisticated it is, right? You know, people are watching a movie and if their brain goes in a certain state, the movie stops. And then the brain goes in another state and it keeps going. It's like, it's very, um, uh, it's very jarring. Yeah, it's not, it's not smooth. and in, in It's not the kind of user experience we're, we're kind of used to in other realms. But we're very much moving into that space. And what's cool about EEG that I just love is that it's really the best way we have to measure brain activity that's actually mobile you know you look at fmri or any of these other more sophisticated uh or or, you know they're like a basically just a huge cat scanner that that does video instead of still still images uh, of the brain and so they're measuring blood flow and those get really really pretty uh, precise, but the problem is they're really expensive and they're not mobile, right? EEG really is the technology we have right now to measure our brain activity that we can actually put into a device.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is, but it's also you know, important as we talk about this, James, that not all EEG is created equal, mm. not all mobile EEG is created equal. And there are a number of factors, right? There are the sensors themselves, are they a dry electrode or a wet electrode, and what's mm-hmm. the difference? Mm-hmm. Um, we use dry el- electrodes that we've developed, so you don't need to put any conductive gel in your hair. You just mm-hmm. slip on the headphone, mm-hmm. and we have really an instant connection, which is powerful to think about because we are connecting to a mobile phone and in, into the cloud and an immediate feedback loop. So mm-hmm. it, it's pretty much instantaneous, this real-time EEG setup, baseline, and then feedback. So that involves the sensor, uh, how we're processing the signal, the chipset, the algorithms, the filters that are used. So there are a number of elements, and very crucial is the placement. Hmm. Where are those electrodes placed on the head um, so that you have the optimal training site so that you're reading the correct brain signature as opposed to say something like muscle muscle tension, you know, often um, with EEG, you know, you'll know they'll say don't tense your facial muscles, don't move. Hmm. That'll happen because the sensors will pick up that activity as brainwave activity and it's a false positive. I see. So, what we want is a pure EEG signal, which is one of the reasons why the the sensor placement in Vital is actually quite unique, mm-hmm. uh, as you've experienced uh, in mm-hmm. the prototype that you have.
0: Fascinating, fascinating for all those for all those tech tech founders out there. Yeah, this is again, it, it's just. It, In my, from my perspective, this is the big game, right? The the brain tech is where it's at. This is going to revolutionize how we think, how we educate, how we parent, how we work. Uh, It really is going to knit its way into our lives in the next five to 10 years in a way that we just can't even see right now, but it's really companies like Vital Neuro and Alex. Uh, in his team that are leading at the kind of leading edge of that future. So, so tell us, Alex, when when can and I know this is hard to predict, but when do you hope that the average person can get their hands on a fully developed product and actually purchase it from Vital?
1: Right. So right now, um, you know, my my co-founder uh, Dr. Cameron Falapour, uh, and myself, and other founder Bruce Clay. Um, and our team are working fast and furious to Mm -hmm. uh, reach the masses as soon as possible. So where are we? Uh, We are in a pre-market phase. So we've developed a cloud platform. Uh, We've developed an iOS mobile app. The Android will come next. Uh, We've developed our own hardware. Um, But to take that to a commercialized experience uh, are a few more layers. And when we initially commercialized the vital service, we're focused on actually serving companies, uh, going into the enterprise to help companies serve their employees, to reduce their stress, reduce their burnout, uh, have them increase their productivity, their focus, have a better uh, work-life home balance, and stay in their jobs longer and help the companies perform better. So we're starting there because companies are very focused now on, relieving stress and burnout, you know, which is uh, a cause of major healthcare costs, lost productivity, um, and, and a number of other issues uh, in the workforce. So uh, once we go there, we'll then, you know, look toward, um, you know, the consumer market uh, benefiting from Vital, and that timeline is dependent on, on a number of things. Um, but as soon as we can get there, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I uh, I know. I know it's hard to, it's hard to project the future. It's always, it takes longer than you expect, but I, but I know you guys are working fast and furious. Um, yeah. So, so if there are again, founders, CEOs, managers, or, or, or members of companies who are interested in having this technology in their company, is there a waiting list or something they can do to reach out so, so that you guys know that they're kind of, You know first in line to 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 engage with the technology once it's ready
1: yeah great great question james so we currently have um small pilots um ongoing and are you know looking for partners and welcoming partners for additional pilots as we scale that up so um, please reach out to us and let us know your intent and we'll be happy uh, to explore where we may go in the queue uh, in terms of letting you experience the vital service and see the impact that it could have uh, on your team.
0: Awesome. So, how how can people reach out to you? What's the best? What's your website, Facebook page? How how do people find it? So, you? uh
1: vitalneuro.com is the website, and I can be emailed directly at alex a l e x at dot com. Awesome
0: yeah so if you are interested, if this sounds like it could help your company if you, if you if you feel like wow we we could use some energized calm, some focused calm, this really is the sweet spot in terms of productivity uh, and, and it 's the thing that that most of us uh, sort of start losing as the day goes on, so if you can increase that and increase the, that productivity, you think your management, management might be interested in that, reach out to alex it 's Alex at vitalneuro.com. Go to their Facebook page, like their Facebook page. You can just Google Vital or sort of look on Facebook for, for Vital Neuro or again, go to vitalneuro.com. Uh, these guys are doing really amazing stuff. I, I, again, I've, I've used the product. I've, I've uh, been super impressed in my own experience. It really, truly feels like you, you get at, done doing the, the the sort of session and it really does feel like you're taking your brain to the spa. It's like, I, I feel like a different person once I finish the session. And I'm like, wow, I got to do this more
1: often. <laughs> you can do anything, James.
0: <laughs> so, and Alex, thanks so much for for being on the show. And uh, we'll be in touch.
1: Yeah, thank, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely.